Join me in knowing that God is all there is. There is that only that one we call God, energy, love. That's all there is. And we are part of that. I know I am one of that love. And because I'm of it, I am not separate. And that is true for everyone. That love, which goes through transformation, after transformation, after awareness, after wisdom, after joy, after pain, and back. Knowing, as we say, God's got this. It's all one thing. I choose to turn my eye to joy, to love, to forgiveness, to growth. Knowing as I put aside those things in my life which no longer serve me, I'm actually putting them into the soil of my future. Making my next to be stronger, better, more powerful, more godlike than the last one, the last moment, and then the next one is better than the last one. As I choose to look at what I'm putting aside, I look at this with gratitude, and that gratitude powers the growth of the new. I am so grateful to know this. I am so grateful to know that this consciousness is science. That what I gaze upon with love, what I gaze upon, what I wonder about, what I contemplate, and what I set my intentions on, happens. And so, I set my intentions on joy, love, growth. And that's what I get. Because that's the law. So grateful to know this. So grateful. Today's journey is a conscious one. Join me in the gratitude. Join me in the release. Knowing it is all good. It's all God. It's all love. It's all done. And so it is. Ah, take a breath with me. Let love rise. Feel it within you. So, happy Easter. Easter is one of those holidays, it's kind of like Christmas, where um, 
Christianity took their holiday and overlaid it onto a pagan or earth people's based holiday, right? And so the name Easter itself actually comes from the goddess uh, Estra or Ostara in different cultures, and she was a fertility goddess. That's why you get all the chicks and bunnies and, and uh, eggs and spring flowers. She was the fertility goddess of the land, right? And so they're all symbols of the fertility that's happening, the prosperity, the abundance that's happening all around us. Have you noticed that spring has sprung? Yeah? Yeah. My yard looks like it too. And then simultaneously, at the same time, we celebrate Resurrection Day in the Christian tradition, which is honoring the rising of, uh, from the dead of Jesus. And so just as the Yule Christmas solstice festival was the start of light, the beginning of what you might call the baby consciousness of light, and the baby consciousness of this Jesus person uh, who symbolizes, who stands as a symbol for more life and more love and more light, okay? This now celebrates the fulfillment of that, the fullness of that. See, you probably noticed that the day after the solstice, December 22nd, it didn't become 65 degrees and sunny immediately, right? You noticed that? You all remember Snowmageddon? Yeah, okay. So it's the same thing. We have to go through, and, 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 and with this Jesus story, you know, it starts with this baby that has to go through process to ful- come to ful- fruition, to fulfillment. Okay? And so that's what we're celebrating today is all through this process. And guess where it's also happening? It's happening within us. Yes? It's happening within each of us. It's a day that we set aside. See, the birds, have you noticed the birds aren't dressed up special today? Okay? The trees didn't do anything. There's no celebrations going on in nature because to them, it's just another day. But we designate days, holidays, holy days, whatever you want to call them, to, to take a moment to step aside and remember something, honor something, notice something, pay attention to something. It's like what Buffy was talking about in the opening prayer of where I put my consciousness is what's going to follow. And so we take a moment to recognize the fulfillment of this life energy in, through, and as us. That's why we're here today. That's what this is about today. And so Easter celebrates the fruition of that newness. It celebrates the release of old winter. It celebrates the blossoming of new life. It celebrates the release of old fears. And and we step into the freedom, the freedom of life more abundant. Remember, Jesus' promise was not that I came that you have life more suffering, but that you may have life more abundantly. Life more abundantly. Anybody want to sign up for that one? I'm good with it. I'm down with it. Okay. So next week, we'll explore the resurrection story in greater depth just because I want to. And it's, it's, <laughs> you know, when you're the minister, you can kind of do, you know, some of the things you want and, until you can't. But anyways, the resurrection story is a story that reminds me of J.R.R. Tolkien's uh, Lord of the Rings. In the preface of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, he wrote, this is a tale that grew in the telling. And the resurrection story, as we know it, is a, is a tale that grew in the telling. And we'll talk about that next week. But today what I want to do is support us in having an experience, an experience in stepping forward into and releasing the, the old and stepping into our newness. Would that be okay with you? Okay. 
So what both aspects of Easter really celebrate is this full flourishing of the promise that was given earlier in the year, at the Yule, Christmas, you know, that, that time, solstice time, okay? And it was the promise that's given in our own birth. It's not just about what happened to some guy 2,000 years ago or what's happening out there on the remote-from-us Earth planet. It's our birth. It's our fruition, our fruiting, if you will. It's our blossoming. And so we celebrate the full flower of that life and of that love, that love that, that is rising, because that's the energy that's rising, that we are. The word Christ means the anointed one. It's just, it's, it wasn't, if you, if you were transported in a time machine 2,000 years ago and you happened to encounter this, this itinerant preacher in Galilee and say, hey, Mr. Christ, he'd have no idea who you were talking about. First of all, he wasn't a Christian, he was a Jew. But secondly, it wasn't his last name, it's an honorific. Just like the Buddha is an honorific to Gautama Siddhartha, meaning a one who's become enlightened, and he claimed he was the sixth Buddha, and there would be more. Buddha is a consciousness. The Dalai Lama is a consciousness. It's not attached to one individual. There are embodiments of that consciousness, and we attribute that to this Jesus person. But guess what? You and I also can be and have the potential to be, and to some degree right now are, embodiments of the Christ consciousness, to whatever degree we want to be. Right? Okay. Ernest Holmes said that, The Christ is the word or the nature of God manifest in and through humans. Each one puts on the Christ to the degree that he or she surrenders a limited sense of life to the divine realization of wholeness and unity with good spirit God, this infinite presence God. This is not a God, the big guy in the sky. This is this infinite presence of of love energy. And so to the degree that we can surrender our limited sense of life and step into the realization that, hey, we're really magnificent, we are spirit in form, we step into our own Christ consciousness. And I don't know if you've noticed, but I find that's a process. Right? You don't just wake up one day and you're there. Nobody did, not even Jesus, not even Buddha. So it's a state that's beyond any individual. So we're going to create an experience of being anointed into our Christ nature today so, so that we can have that experience and to release our old stuff, sins, and by sins we simply mean erroneous beliefs, stuff that's in our way, right? That's all. Sin was an archery term. It just simply meant you missed the mark. That's all it meant. It wasn't any big, huge deal. But we're going to let go of the stuff that's been holding us back, and we're going to step into our own spring, our own resurrection. We're going to let our love rise. You willing to do that? A little hesitant there. Okay. Huh? Are you ready to let your love rise? Yes. Khalil Gibran said, In the depth of your hopes and desires lies your silent knowledge of the beyond. In the depths of your hopes and desires lies your silent knowledge of the beyond. And like seeds dreaming beneath the snow, your heart dreams of spring. Trust the dreams, for in them is hidden the gate to eternity. Trust your dreams. They are what guides you and lifts you into, into your next fruition, your next expression. 
So we're going to do a ritual because rituals help us create a, a, a body, a bodily experience, a visceral experience of things. We can sit here and listen to ideas all day long, but until we actually step in and do something with it, right, we haven't really created anything. So a ritual is a way to start to practice it, start to experience it in the body by doing something with it. So on the ends of the aisles is a piece of paper, and on that paper, you're going to write down what you're willing to release what it is you no longer want to carry into the spring of your life, into the resurrection of your life. And so you can write that down as a phrase. You've got enough room to write down an entire, you know, a long thing if you want, or a single word. And then show it to somebody nearby. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) And the paper you're writing on is, is paper that's specially designed to dissolve in water. So what do you want to release so that you can experience a greater life, greater love? What is it that perhaps you've been carrying for a long time that's been in the way and you're ready to say, I'm no longer carrying that thing. I'm no longer carrying that thing. And that's what you're writing down on this piece of paper. And then when you're ready, and we're going to invite the practitioners up because we're going to kind of walk through this process first with you. You're going to come forward in front of the arches. And what you're going to do is release that piece of paper into the water. You're going to release that piece of paper into the water. Like I said, it's dissolving paper, so it's going to just dissolve. Uh, I won't be taking them home and reading them afterwards. That was a joke. And then, if you want to, you can speak out loud what it is that you're releasing so that you can be witnessed and loved for it. And then you'll step forward and we'll have two practitioners on either inside of either arch that will simply hold you in prayer as you walk through it. And then Reverend Carey and myself will be here and we, will, we have a little bit of, of oil to anoint you with, to anoint the Christ self within you, to wake up to that. And so you might want to hold what is that expression of the Christ self that I want to wake up to? Is it more love? Is it more power? Is it more joy? Is it more wisdom? What is that aspect? And you might want to be able to speak that out loud. These arches symbolize, in a way, that, that threshold that we have to walk through. Because we all have to walk through a threshold to get somewhere. Jesus had to walk through this crucifixion experience and the tomb experience. That was a threshold. The Buddha had to sit underneath a Bodhi tree. That was the threshold. And so we have to do this threshold experience to walk through and declare it. So that's the, the purposes of the arch, is for you to take a sacred step and be conscious while you do it. Don't just kind of mindlessly walk through. Be very conscious as you do it. Be in that heart space. And then when you finish, take a few moments in silent contemplation. Take a breath. Breathe that in. If you need, there's Kleenexes in the center of the aisles, in the center of the seats. We're here to express life and to express it and love it more abundantly, to love ourselves, each other. I want to close with a quote from Bishop John, Episcopal Bishop John Shelby Spong from his book, Unbelievable, in which he says, the Easter experience in the New Testament, contrary to what we have traditionally been taught over the years, is not about bodies walking out of graves. 
It is far more profound than that. It is about God being seen in human life. By God, I do not mean a supernatural, invasive God who violates the laws of nature in order to enter time and space. I mean a transcendent dimension of life into which all can enter. And I would actually add into which all are already entered. An experience in which life is expanded, love is unlimited, and being is enhanced. I mean the God whose presence and power calls us all into our essential oneness, our universal consciousness, our interconnectedness. We are part of who and what God is. God is not a noun we are compelled to define. God is a verb we are invited to live. There is a difference, and it is in that difference that resurrection is both experienced and entered. That, in the last analysis, is what resurrection is all about. So I invite you to let this resurrection experience truly expand your body, your being, your mind. Let yourself feel it so that you don't just walk away from here going, oh, that was a cool service, that was nice, but actually let it bubble and let it let it take some time to grow within you. You may notice your dreams tonight. You may notice things popping into your mind in the shower tomorrow or while you're driving or while you're doing other stuff. And allow just that spirit to bubble forward. We live as God. We live as gods. In case you're not sure, you're a god in form. Among the miracle of eternal life, And we have a tendency to not notice that. Have you noticed that? (laughs) We have a tendency to forget. But let us see ourselves in the miracle of life as part of and embodiments of that miracle of life as we go forward this week. And that's your spiritual practice. That's your homework. It's to just notice that you are God within God. That's it. It's enough. And you're enough. Let's move into prayer. Taking a breath, I remember that there is this one presence. Whatever name we give it, it's beyond the names. But it is that sense of the holy. It is that sense of the divine. It is that sense of the sacred. It is the sense of joy and of love. It is a sense of power. It is a sense of peace. It is a sense of life, energy, health, wholeness, vibrant aliveness. This is the infinite presence in which we live and move and have our beings. Because since it is all that there is, each of us must be within it. There is not a single place, thought, feeling we can have that is outside of that infinite presence. We are one of it. So we already are, whether we remember or forget, know it or don't know it, we are one of this infinite presence, this infinite love, wisdom, power, peace, beauty, joy, life, energy, vitality. We are one of that right here, right now. And so I speak my word that as we have stepped through these arches, as we have stepped through this resurrection experience, this Eastering experience, this stepping into the full blossoming of life, that we say yes to that blossoming within us. And just as the flower was already present in the seed all during the winter, just as the seed was dreaming under the snow, as Kilo Jabon said, 
that that seed, that, that life energy, that flower, that beauty that each of us is, that maybe has been dreaming under the snow or is maybe only partially sticking its, its little green shoot up, moves forward and blossoms. We don't have to make that happen. We let it happen. We make it welcome. We simply say yes. Yes to that bonding, to that blossoming that is happening within us. Yes to that movement of spirit that is happening within us. Yes to the greater expression of life. We are sacred. We are God in form. And so it is.